0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris. Schmidt
2: Welcome to it. It's a road show Tuesday with Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Smith, the Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith, we're here at the Single Barrel ahead of Nebraska and Michigan Real Red tip off. As ESPN2 will have Nebraska hosting Jawan Howard and Michigan. Connor Clark back at our ESPN studios. You're invited down. To incredible food and drink. If you haven't been to the Single Barrel and you got a hankerin' for a thick old steak. Uh, you're feeling like uh, maybe a whiskey or a bourbon. They have 100 250-plus uh, uh, whiskey and bourbons uh, to choose from. They've got a great beer selection. Maybe you just want a black coffee. That's what I'm sucking on right now. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of potential Husker football news when it comes to Scott Frost filling out his staff. We'll get there. We'll also dive into the matchup tonight. Nebraska needing to get in that win column. In Big Ten play. Numbers to dial up 466-3776, 466-3776, or 800-825-5865. can find us and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio is where you find me. Connor Clark's Twitter is C underscore Clark underscore 27. And uh, with Coach Jeff Smith, uh, on social media uh, it's at coach underscore J Smith 14 coach good to be with you again it's good to be here Chris nice thanks to for see you thanks for coming down and we've got uh, plenty of ball to talk we'll get your take on what's ailed Nebraska basketball here in a little bit. Uh, we'll dive into some football thoughts. And uh, The old saying is, get old, stay old. We've heard Coach Frost mention that multiple times when it comes to personnel, depth, talent. Uh, you want to be a, a, a grizzled veteran of a team in the Big Ten. Look at Michigan. Look at some of Ohio State's runs. Look at Northwestern in the two of the last three teams that went to the Big Ten title team. They, they kind of hit a crescendo with uh, a lot of senior leadership. That's okay to do when it comes to your coaching staff. And better late than never uh, with uh, some of these uh, moves and changes Nebraska is seeming to be making. Of course, Mickey Joseph is a known quantity. He's been recruiting Lake Charles and uh, has been in some pretty big-time living rooms with Scott Frost and Coach Ron Brown. But two names to talk about today. Uh, The first is going to be Mark Whipple, uh, the offensive coordinator, formerly offensive coordinator at Pitt. Uh, You know what Pitt's done offensively this year. You know they're a a New Year's Day bowl participant set to to rock against Sparty here uh, in a New Year's Day six game. And, And Coach... Uh, Narduzzi, 11-2 uh, and two this year. Uh, that's a name that's come on the radar, been on the radar, but maybe a little bit more smoke to it. Also, uh, Jeff Quinn, offensive line coach at Notre Dame. He also could be in play. Coach, a thought here on some of the direction. Coach Frost may be nothing official from the university. We do know that Whipple uh, resigned today and will not coach the Peach Bowl. Yeah, what I like about it, too, is both of these guys,
3: if if they do come through here, both of them are coming from big programs that have, have won and expect to win. And, and I'm sure these guys are going to come in here and push that and, and, and bring that experience. Um, I think, you know, like you mentioned with your staff, I think it's it's good to have a mix. You want some young guys that can relate to the players and go out and, and, and talk to talk to the kids. But you want some experience. You want I think you want an experienced offensive line, number one. There's a reason back in the 90s our guys were... Fifth-year seniors in the offensive tackle spot, but I think you want some of that experience in coaching that they've been been in the in those big conferences, in those big games, and push players to excel. It
2: comes down to uh, teaching. You've taught for a number of years. You've coached, and and that meshes well because you're always teaching, and it makes a difference with uh, kids grasping a concept, be it math or offensive line play or basketball, right? Or, uh, you know, a junk defense or an offense. You know, when do you set the the screen and roll uh, or what what out-of-bounds play you're going with? But it comes down to connecting with kids i think some of the previous coaches here did a good job of connecting with kids it just for whatever reason didn't go the way it needed to go and coach frost made a decision to make a hire uh and and fire uh and and now he's in the process of trying to get things righted because it is do or die next season and you know yesterday we Spend a little bit of time because you heard the name Graham Harrell. Uh, Harrell's, uh, you know, the, 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 the air raid guy, and a little bit of blowback with, all right, could the air raid work in Lincoln? Well, it worked for Leach because Leach has always had pretty killer offensive lines. They've been very physical, both his lines of scrimmage at Washington State and, of course, Texas Tech, uh, both places he won 11 ball games. Did well on the lines of scrimmage, so the physicality—you uh, can you can run whatever you want to run, but it's going to be—it's uh, going to live or die based on how the offensive and defensive line plays, specifically in the Big Ten. So if if uh, Mark Whipple's the, the name, we look at numbers, and he's doing about four seventy-six five a year. And what I'm interested uh, to hear from you on is, you know, how do you how do you read into this? You have uh, one radio host in Pittsburgh saying he was stepping away due to family reasons. You have another, that it's a mutual parting of ways with Whipple. And I know Pitt had uh, kind of a younger, up-and-coming offensive guy. Maybe his, it, it is his time to step into that O.C. role, kind of an O.C. and waiting type situation. Because Whipple is 64 years of age. There's a lot of ball he has seen. And uh, I'm interested here uh, to, to know, you know how you read into it. It could be just a situation where, and if you look at Wikipedia, Nebraska just made too good an offer, and why not get a three-year deal uh, with a, a pretty sizable bump or more of a bump than you've been making at Pittsburgh to, to come in and fix this offense?
3: yeah I, and I kind of agree with your with your first point I think nebraska 's in position to uh, offer some pretty good uh, incentives <laughs> you know a good salary with incentives and um, you know whether we 've won or lost nebraska 's a special program and i think I think guys still understand that Nebraska can be Uh, top-notch program again and and you know and some guys like the challenge they've been someplace for a while they like the challenge of coming in and maybe taking a program to a higher level than maybe a Pittsburgh could be Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of hope that's the case I mean obviously um, guys have to make these decisions earlier than they did a few years ago. It, the, the recruiting calendar and everything, the cycles are forcing guys to make the decision. It's kind of sad for the student-athletes, I think, that a guy can't go finish his bowl season and, and, you know, coach those guys their last game. But, but that's where we're at right now, and that's what we're dealing with. And, and, unfortunately,
2: those guys are dealing with that with their families. So here's what you need to know about the Pittsburgh offense under Narduzzi specifically under uh under Whipple uh he took over in 2019 he followed Sean Watson uh and we know Sean Watson from his time in Nebraska and, and Sean had some really good years at Colorado had some good a, a good freshman year with uh with Taylor uh, and then you had the, the 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 years at Louisville right with with Teddy Bridgewater where Louisville was just killing it. I mean, it seemed like Sean was hitting home runs with his quarterbacks at Louisville, and then he went to Texas, and and he didn't last in Texas, and he's kind of bounced around, but so you have Whipple follow uh, Sean Watson, and they were 112th in offense in 2019, scoring 21 a ball game. They were pretty run heavy, and it's been kind of a a process, a metamorphosis to open things up uh, with uh, becoming more uh, pass pass heavy, so uh, Whipple was maybe a bit on the hot seat in 2020, but was brought back uh, 29 points a ball game, 58th in offense, and now the number three offense in the country with uh, Pickett uh, and uh, that quarterback in the offense, uh, 43 points a ball game. You've seen uh, Whipple's offenses get better. In the time he's been at Pitt, Uh, he's been a head coach at UMass a couple of stints there. He's been at Brown. And I think uh, you could tie this back to uh, kind of a Ron Brown name because he had Whipple and Coach Brown at Brown University around the same time in the 80s so uh, when we get back to the the theme here of getting old staying old it's going to help out a lot and what you need to have if you're scott frost it's your offense it's your fifth year it's your it's your criteria to hit so this guy needs to do what you want and what your team's built to do that being said Uh, You need a guy in the coach's office, in the offensive side of the ball, pick a sport that can, can say, pump the brakes there, Chachi. This is what we can do. This is what we need to do. Love your idea. Here's how we're going to go skin this cat today. And a guy who's seen a ton of football and Whipple at the age of 64. And if Ron Brown's part of staff and Mickey Joseph's part of staff, and if you get the Notre Dame O-line guy, those are all voices that can collaborate and put a great formula together. It doesn't have to just be the, the head coach, former standout quarterback's idea. It can be a collaboration of ideas for the end goal, which is scoring about 35 a game and holding teams to about 21 in the Big Ten. Yeah, we did a good, we did
3: that defensively this year, and can we do it next year? I don't know, but we've got to get up in the 30s because I mean, what would our record have been if we averaged 30 a game mm. this year? The thing I like about – uh, coach Whipple. It sounds like that he did a great job of developing Pickett into a top-level quarterback. Obviously, that's why their numbers rise. Um, but I like the. I like the. A good teacher, a good coach is going to get better every year. If they're doing their job, they're going to study. They're going to get better. They're gonna, and then they have all that experience to draw from. And as we know, Coach Frost just w- wasn't an experienced head coach. And I just. I like the idea of bringing an experienced guy. And of course, I'm old. Guys so like so. I like old guys. But <laughs> but I seriously do like. bringing a guy in that has all this experience to draw from and can advise and can and maybe will say hey we just can't do it this way and and work together to build something special here
2: we'll see if uh, whipples the guy that's what it feels like and sounds like Uh, jeff quinn the other Name to watch. We'll check in with Rick Kaczynski a Tuesday with Kaz here at 525 and his Notre Dame connections. What's the likelihood of Quinn being another hire for Nebraska football on the offensive line side? You have pit fans that have sounded off a little bit. Uh, things didn't go great for Whipple at Miami. 09-10 was the offensive coordinator there for Randy Shannon. Those were some tough years. But uh, this sounds to be a mature hire, a needed hire for this offense and a guy that's seen a lot of big-time ball. The last part of this, and, and we'll get uh, some thoughts from Connor Clark in a second. Pittsburgh and uh, that, that, that first run of Ben Roethlisberger. He's won two Super Bowls. One of those came with uh, Whipple as his quarterback's coach. You think of that uh, 05 Super Bowl win over Seattle. You think of Pittsburgh in the AFC title game, the Steelers. It feels like every year between Cower and, uh, of course, when Tomlin took over, it was pretty seamless. And I know Bruce Arians was was there as well following uh, Whipple. But you uh, did have that uh, that 05 Super Bowl run where they got over the hump, where they were able to win uh, against Seattle. And it was a young Ben Roethlisberger. In his career, you want to talk about development and getting better by year three, by year four, Big Ben's got a ring.
3: Yeah, and I do like the OC being the quarterback's coach as well. We, we haven't had that situation, you know, full out here. And that would be something to look forward to, that they can develop their guy in their offense and just be on totally on the same page. Kind of like kind of like with your point guard, you know, same thing, same relationship. That quarterback OC
2: relationship has to be strong and they have to under They have to think alike. Connor, a thought from you, bud, uh, with uh, this hire. You're a, you're a freshman. You've watched and followed a lot of football. Uh, a take on Whipple and uh, two names, Quinn, of course, from Notre Dame, but also uh, Donovan Raiola. Uh, you're a Bears guy. Uh, Donovan's got uh, experience at Notre Dame. That's another name to watch and, and watch closely here in the next 24 hours.
4: Yeah, I like the Whipple The Whipple hire, if it is a hire, especially for him too, because he's an experienced guy. He's coming from Pittsburgh, which is obviously a bigger market for sports than Lincoln is, and big reasons for that is a, as you guys mentioned, Nebraska has a lot of money to go around. B, you're not sharing a stadium with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and C, you're not competing with the Pittsburgh Steelers for that publicity, and you're joining a better conference in the Big Ten um, over the ACC. Not that Pittsburgh has been a bad team whatsoever, but. Yeah, the other two names that you mentioned i mean notre dame has been borderline o-line u so can't really go wrong with that especially with the struggles that our offensive line here uh, had here at nebraska so uh really you, you can go anywhere with this but um i mean as, as far as the bears hire the bears i know it's the nfl their offensive line hasn't been that great this year um but you know you're being kind yeah <laughs> yeah i 'm a bears fan i have to i can 't just be hating on my own team right but um, yeah i I think Whipple coming to Nebraska would be a great find for the huskers
2: numbers to get in four six six three seven four six six thirty seven seventy six four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five so it sounds like Whipple is going to be in uh, for Nebraska as the offensive coordinator that leaves the offensive line spot to uh, to bring in, do you get uh, Jeff Quinn? Do you pry him from Notre Dame? Uh, Donovan Raiola, a lot of smoke around that uh, that Raiola name. And, man, that'd be pretty big time uh, to have another Raiola uh, on campus for the Big Red. Yeah, I was thinking that was maybe the
3: air raid draw was that young Raiola kid maybe comes into the air raid audience, right. and we were setting that up. So <laughs>
2: We'll uh, continue on. We'll get Mitch Sherman's take from the Athletic. His uh, thoughts on Nebraska as uh, they uh, are uh, rounding out their coaching staff. It's Nebraska-Michigan tonight. Uh, Mitch is listening and says maybe after 5. We'll get things can, uh, can figured out. Come see us here at the Single Barrel Hale Varsity Roadshow on a Tuesday. <laughs> of Hail Varsity, that's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR.
1: And we're back, fellas. So, think we could listen to the radio? On Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska
2: Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Hail Varsity Road showdown here at the Single Barrel ahead of uh, Nebraska, Michigan, Real Red. Tip off is uh, we'll take you up till uh, Nebraska and uh, Michigan at PBA the Hall of Fame coach and uh, long-time Nebraska assistant Jeff Smith with me here on site. Uh, Connor Clark is uh, back at our ESPN Lincoln Studios. A couple of folks have reached out to me. I think your new offensive line coach is going to be uh, Donovan Riola. And this comes from the islands. <laughs> the text I just got. So so uh, that should, uh, should be all right for Nebraska. We'll uh, nothing official yet from the university. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with Coach Kaczynski here at 5:25. Get his take on Jeff Quinn and uh, that uh, that potential Notre Dame uh, O-line coach. But uh, Whipple and uh, Raiola um, is uh, is looking good. Can uh, find us on different social channels right now. We're streaming live. Uh, doing so on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook on uh, 96 Kicks, as well as KFOR's Facebook, we've just got the real red reaction feel and flavor to it. Also on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter handle, uh, Jeff Smith, Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark, and uh, can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Guys, uh, we'll we'll dive into some basketball in uh, just a moment. But what what ideally do we see here for 20? 22 on offense is is there going to be a reality of a chubber pretty the, the Florida State portal quarterback that Whipple was in his we got to see the, uh, the 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 very pretty uh christmas tree in the pretty home uh last monday a uh, monday night uh, on social media so there there's there's a quarterback that uh, you had Whipple Recruiting in home with. We'll tell you what, what Mickey Joseph's been up to in a moment as well. So you bring a quarterback like that, you've seen the success with uh, with Pickett at Pitt as he's grown and gotten better. I think, what, 43 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a Heisman finalist and the mother of all. I'm just going to fake slide into second and pop back up and, <laughs> and take it for a touchdown. But offensively here, Pitt's been around about a 50-50 run pass split when they've transitioned from – Run heavy to pass heavy, and and I just uh, again it goes back to the offensive line. But if I get if I get offensive line play that's really high level, uh, you can do whatever the hell you want, which is great. But to to win uh, and win well in the Big Ten with weather and uh, the defenses you face. You need to be able to complete some passes, yes, but it's going it's to come down to ground and pound.
3: Yeah, I think you've got to have balance. In any sport, in anything, you've got to have balance. And you're right, it starts with the offensive line. That, that has to improve. They have to be able to open up better holes. They have to be able to pl- pass block for longer periods of time. Um, and I think it all starts there. I just nebraska's never been good with a, with a, without a good pipeline and I think it starts there but um, we you know we were kind of all hoping that a new o c would bring a quarterback with them or have one online that we could get to and then because it 's you know with adrian moving on it's it 's needed and we need the competition in that room. Um, we need some experience there and uh uh, if an OC brings his own guy, that's just a that's just a bonus. But I think it starts with the O line. I like a fifty-fifty split, depending on scouting reports and what you can take from other teams. You know, we have a good receiver room right now. Um, Got to take advantage of that. Uh, keep developing running backs and and give them some confidence with a good offensive line.
2: Connor, uh, style does it matter to you? Uh, I, I'd love. To, I mean, you see uh, what what Frost's offense. Did this year, and I think of Wisconsin. Uh, I think of what Frost's offense has done uh, on the upside with with a guy as skilled and mobile as Adrian. But uh, if uh, if a chuba Purdy's your target, great arm an Arizona kid, pretty mobile, not not one of those statue guys. And then you have the athleticism of a Harburg, but you also have a guy here in in Whipple that uh, it'd be great to see what what he can do. Uh, with a guy like Logan Smothers. I mean, let's not forget Logan's toughness and ability and, uh, and maybe the, the upside and the, the ability to tutor uh, and get him to be uh, not just a, a caretaker in the passing game, but maybe thrive in it.
4: Well, I think we can all agree on that the general consensus of this Nebraska offense was that they were really good in between the 20s this year. So they had over 400 yards a game. They had a lot through the air, I believe, over 300 yards passing every single game. And they had over 100 yards every single game on the ground. Now you go over to Whipple's numbers, in this year with Pittsburgh, so they have 152 rushing yards a game, 350 passing yards a game, 502 total yards per game. The difference here is they score 43 points per game. Now, obviously, that's really high and probably not realistic in the Big Ten. These numbers will switch a little bit. But... Nebraska is a team that has struggled to score even 28 points a game. That's four touchdowns. You should be able to do that, and you should be able to do that on a consistent basis with Frost's offense. Now, as you mentioned, Chris, with the number of quarterbacks that you mentioned, I think you can develop with the Logan Smuggers because despite the collapse that we saw against Iowa, I think Logan showed a lot of really good things that can be developed. Now, obviously, he's a very good running quarterback. Throwing can be a little bit better. Heinrich obviously has a gun of an arm, so he can he can chuck the pigskin far down the field. But I think Whipple can really improve this offense, and with, with Scott wanting to be aggressive on offense, as well as Whipple wanting to throw the ball, and you're going to have to throw the ball in the Big Ten at some point, especially if your run game is struggling. This could be huge for Nebraska, and I think Whipple, I'm not saying they're going to get pushed over the edge to put the ball in the end zone more than three times a game, but it could certainly help considering he's helping that pit offense average 43.
2: And I'll say this, there's a lot of Big Ten to Pitt. Uh, just the city, the region, Narduzzi, his flavor, his uh, vision for when he took over Pitt when he left Michigan State. I know they're ACC, and that's that's more basketball on grass-ish, but they're still a little more physical than the Big 12 but you still got to be able to to be physical. You still got to go up against the Clemson's. You still got to take on the Notre Dame's, the Midwest team. Uh, you still got to be able to compete uh, with um, the the Miami's and Florida States and their size and speed and athleticism. So um, your, your your offense has to to function. And, and Coach Smith, uh, the the concern is, you know, can an offense that's very pass-heavy. Can it function in Lincoln? The air aid question. Okay, if you're 50-50 run-pass split, ideally, uh, Nebraska's kind of been more of a 65 percent or so, or you know, upper 50 percent uh, run first. But that runs that run lane's not always been there. Yeah, and I think it it can't be a run pass split if you're running your quarterback
3: 18 20 24 times I, I think you got to have three quarterbacks ready to play no matter what in this league it's so physical it takes one play and you're to number two and, and you can be at number three and I think to a fault we've kind of believed in our number one so much that we haven't given the number twos and the number threes experience and, and time and put them in there when they're healthy and see what they can do uh, so I think you need to develop three, at least three guys in that quarterback room. And you can't have a 50-50 split if you just can't run the ball consistently with your running backs, not just depending on escapability of your quarterback and speed of your quarterback because then du- durability becomes a factor. And I think that's hurt us here
2: in these recent couple of years. So you get uh, Donovan Raiola in as your offensive line coach, highly successful center at Wisconsin are you able to maybe change minds if cam jurgens is leaning one way if cam jurgens is waiting on that nfl grade return where am i going to be drafted he's been here 4 years that's got to be a hope as well here
3: depends on how much he's making on the beef jerky probably <laughs> <laughs> what's the nil then, you know, like that, that, i think i think the newness of the staff breeds hope and and I was just hoping cam would stay here and say we're just not our offensive line's not there yet and and i'm the leader of it and i want to you know but money talks i think he's listening to whatever the nfl's telling him and and that's probably going to be the key we would all love to have him back because he he has developed into a top center i think and uh, can only get better but um you know hopefully hopefully there's guys waiting in the wings and we can continue to recruit and
2: uh if he's here if he's here we're going to have to move on and develop that line We'll get into some Nebraska basketballs shortly. Come see us here at the Single Barrel. Got a few folks with the uh, golf clubs dusted off. I know Coach Smith's been eyeing the uh, Top Golf simulator suite, uh, and uh, we'll refrain from taking you on in that. Just because you're in the fairway, just get it in the fairway. I I can't even do that digitally, man, (laughs) let alone in real life. But uh, what a setup down here at the single barrel. Of course, uh, food and drink specials. Their steak's incredible. If you're a pork chop fan. I can recommend for you the, the pork chop, uh, the burgers, uh, tremendous, over 250 whiskeys to chew from, some cold beer. Uh, if you're popping on down before Nebraska and Michigan, uh, we'll get into this. I'm going to ask you this, uh, switching to basketball for a moment. Uh, of course, Jawan Howard, your head coach at Michigan, took over for Beeline. Nothing's really dropped off. I know they're kind of trying to find their sea legs. But the Fan Five, one of my favorite teams. You were part of Nebraska's staff when? Did you guys play them over in Hawaii? We did. Fan Five. Yeah, we played them in
3: the first round of the tournament over there. Uh, we played USC on the way out, and um, you know we had a pretty good team, and we had felt a really like, good. Team. We felt like we matched up to them pretty good. The so Derek we're, Chandler we're, years. Yeah, Piekowski, Chubbick. I think Chandler might have been on that team. I'd have to look back, but we played with him for quite a while, and then they decided we couldn't play with him any longer, and they, they were. They were so talented. It was they just put it in another gear. I think we cut it to eight or something like that, and kind of rallying. And Piakowski had hit a three or something. And We were getting excited on the bench, and they just looked at each other and said, "It's over." And um, you know, you just don't see that was kind of talent Maui together. It Maui Classic. No, it was Rainbow, I believe. Oh, Rainbow Classic. Yeah, okay. we were in Honolulu, so it was one of those. One of those. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they were. They were. It was unbelievable. You just you couldn't you couldn't believe that they were young kids you know they were a young team it just their they second had that year maturity. together. yeah uh, but still it's it's all sophomores and and it, they were amazing that was that was a that was one of the top stories of college basketball for a long time if you ask me
2: they, oh they were they were incredible they came in and got to the championship game got through a final four i think uh, beat out the Calbert Cheney Indiana squad uh, for the Big 10 tournament and and then they got by Jimmy Jackson and that really really in Lawrence Funderburk, the uh, incredible Ohio State squad, and then they hung with Duke for a half, and then Leitner kind of did his thing with Hurley. But I remember listening to the ball game on the radio with KP doing the call, and uh, it's like a one-possession game or or something, and then (laughs) Pavelka's like, what's this? And it's Jalen throwing an alley-oop to Weber from half-court. Yeah, I do remember that play,
3: and then and then it was high fives all around, and and they just kept turning it up. And the, the thing about them is they could turn up their defensive pressure so much just because their athletic ability and you know Juwan and and those guys could guard anybody. It didn't matter. They could switch one through five, and they were just as quick as their their guards. And and uh, they they just they just destroyed us at the end. I mean, we made it look respectable, but we just we just couldn't play with
2: them at that time. More thoughts here on Husker Hoops, Michigan. And Nebraska. We're down here at the single barrel. Uh, Donovan Rayola sounds like he'll be your next door line coach. Hale Varsity continues. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Busy first hour here at the uh, single barrel inside the graduate Hale Varsity Roadshow. Real red tip off ahead of Nebraska, Michigan. We'll spend some time here on the Huskers, but it's been uh, moving and shaking with the Coaching staff, uh, Mark Whipple, the uh, Pitt Offensive Coordinator, resigning earlier today. It uh, sounds like he may be the uh, next OC. And also, it sounds like uh, Donovan Raiola going to be your guy on the offensive line. Nothing officially confirmed by Nebraska or Scott Frost, but that's uh, what we're hearing. That's uh, what uh, you're hearing, and uh, looks like a nice staff being put together for Coach Frost, uh, a couple of thoughts uh, with what Mickey Joseph's been up to. Uh, All Mickey did uh, with Coach Brown and Coach Frost was go visit Travion Citizens out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, He is decommitted from LSU. He's a four-star running back. He's the number two running back in the country. And the uh, 120th player ranked uh, in the uh, 24-7 composite uh, rankings. Also uh, Curley. Uh, a.k.a. Lockdown Reed, a four-star corner, uh, also in Lake Charles. So Nebraska doing some work uh, on the Cruton Trail. Greg Smith from Hale Varsity all over that. But uh, we'll see if Nebraska can, can round things out. A slow chug and now a furious finish with uh, CF Citizens and uh, Reed are in for Nebraska, and then Chubba Purdy, the FSU transfer portal quarterback, uh, spotted last night, of course, with Whipple. Is that a package deal that maybe happens for Nebraska as they go portal shopping at quarterback? Let's talk Nebraska basketball for a moment. Coach Smith, Jeff Smith, Chris Schmidt, and Connor Clark here uh, on the road here, a real red tip-off. Nebraska's got to get one of these sooner rather than later. A great start against NC State a great start against Indiana on the road Saturday, but it's been uh, big-time issues uh, with Nebraska and their three-point shooting. Uh, Fred, the way he kind of charted things, maybe four or five of the three-point attempts were were shots he didn't like, but the shots aren't falling, whether it's McGowan's, whether it's Kese, whether it's Wiltshire, whether it's, it's Kobe. Nebraska's not Feeling it, they're not hitting it now. They hit a really nice one of their only uh, on a nice inside-out kick from the short elbow that McGowan's drilled to help build the lead early against Indiana. Coach Smith, what are you seeing with the Big Red offense? Uh, give me the why here. Why why aren't shots falling? Well, I think a couple of reasons. I,
3: I and I, I touched on this before the before the last game when you have as many guys playing as they do right now until they really establish a rotation. If you're going in thinking I gotta make these two shots that I get, or I'm gonna be on the bench again, they're gonna try somebody else, and you're really just trying to to aim the ball instead of relaxing and shooting. I just don't see I don't see us relaxed when we're shooting. I think we're putting too much pressure on ourselves. I know these guys can shoot. I went and watched a practice and they they, they all shot it pretty well. We saw we saw the Colorado exhibition, they shot it well. They can shoot it, there's no doubt about that. But some of it's the internal pressure that they have and the, and the external pressure that they have. And I, I, I think that, you know, I, I would say maybe a few more than four or five. When they're, sh- when they're not square, when they're not stepping into that three, that lowers your percentages right there. I think Wilcher's going through a little tough shooting time right now. But when I see him shoot, I see his shoulders falling back instead of going forward. And I know Coach Hoiberg recognizes that right away, too. And and some of that's just the fundamentals. The 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 shot you're talking about with Bryce, that was penetration from Verge and a beautiful kick out right to his shooting pocket. We're gonna we're gonna make shots like that. We're gonna shoot better than twenty-seven percent when they can step into that pass that's right in the shooting pocket. But if you're having to, to dribble sideways on the three-point line after a shot fake, that can't be as high a shooting percentage. You're just not as balanced, you're not going into your shot. And and I think that's a lot of it. And I, I just think as a team, we need to break out. You know, they really need to break out and get those kids to relax. And you kind of see it in Tamanaga a little bit. He, I think they've told him to be more aggressive and really green-lighted him. And I think that's going to pay off. But now you're playing in the Big Ten with a six-eight guy guarding you sometimes. And there's no airspace. There's no space at all. And they're pointing to him when he comes in the game and he runs to his corner and they run to his corner with him. And it's hard to get a kid open, um, especially in, in an offense where we're spotting up. We're not moving and setting a back screen and then popping out as much as a motion team does. It's a little harder to get open that way. Now, if Verge and Bryce can continue to penetrate and we keep getting the ball inside, you know, to wet, to Walker, who's shooting a high percentage, mm-hmm. maybe that opens up a little more of the outside. But now you're going against seven one six eleven six eight eleven six eight tonight, starting group. And that's a lot of rim protection. So... They're probably going to take away the continue to take away three and see if we can beat them with rim protection. Can we beat them, you know, in that game getting in the paint that like Coach Hoiberg wants, um, and maybe try to get the line a little bit. But this, this I think Michigan's underachieved a little bit this year, and this is going to be another challenging offensive game for Nebraska.
2: Jeff Smith, Chris Schmidt, Single Barrel Road Show, Hail Barn City Radio, Real Red Tip Off. We'll have more from Mitch Sherman on the potential additions to the Nebraska. Football staff, we're spending a little bit of time here on Nebraska-Michigan ESPN, too. So I look at at Kobe's either been on or off. I look at Bryce and some of the just really difficult step backs he's been taking. And I also look at at him trying, when he does drive, get to the rim. He'll get there maybe the first or second time, but no more. And a lot of the analysts have talked about, you know, freshman versus you know second or third year sophomore or junior in the Big Ten or when you're talking power five schools there's just a a strength and size and physicality difference and and I just feel like Nebraska and some of their guards are settling for shots and there's been minimal movement Uh, there's been a lot of dribbling going on and I like I like I think Verge has, has shifted honestly and he's trying to find guys. He's taking smarter shots, and but, the, but it, it's not always perfect. And I get it can't be that way always perfect. But it just seems like there's there's verge, and and whenever he makes a bad decision, it's time to go talk to Fred. And then I, I look at Kobe, or I look at McGowan's, and they're just kind of launching stuff up, and there, there's not uh, there's not a leash on them. And I just wonder how the chemistry is. Yeah, I I felt like the indiana game their defense had improved north carolina state their transition
3: defense was bad that that cost us the game there was kind there was a couple times i saw running it back that we had our guards were standing outside the three-point line and we still got beat up the floor and that just shouldn't happen we didn't rotate i think i think in basketball shot reaction is huge i think you've got to you've got to be doing something when the ball leaves the, the fingertips of the shooter, you better be getting back or you better be going to get in the paint to rebound. You got to be doing one or the other. If you're standing watching, you are killing your team. And we did it a few times. And I think coach made that correction with Indiana. And I thought our defensive game was, we we're starting to rebound the ball a little more competitively, looking at box outs. And as coach calls him cutouts a little bit stronger. But I, I still think this offense needs to jail. And I think, I think you're right on. I think Verge is starting to understand Ooh when to kick, when to go score. We're going to need his scoring ability some and his creativity some, but it can't be multiple possessions in a row. You can't get your teammates standing, and you're partly responsible for that. I thought Bryce's shot selection was poor in that Indiana game. I thought he was trying to shoot some hero shots, and it's almost like every once in a while he wants to prove that he's got NBA range. You do. And man. he's made some, but, is, you know, when you're under 30% for a college player, uh, that's, that's unacceptable. Uh, as If you're labeled as a shooter, if you're going to go play in the NBA – you can't shoot in the 20s. And I know you're young and you're learning, you know, the, the college-level competition, but he played high-level AAU ball and saw some of these same guys. And I think he's just got to trust the offense and be more selective and give it up sometimes. But I also think he's got to attack the rim to dunk the ball and get to the rim and get fouled, not lay it up and avoid getting contact.
2: I think you're right on about attacking that rim. Final thoughts this first hour here at the Single Bar- Barrel. Hail Varsity Roadshow Tuesday. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash Subscribe. Promo code GBR. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow on Tuesday here. Real Red tip off. Nebraska, Michigan. Uh, Jeff Smith, the Hall of Fame coach, riding shotgun today. Connor Clark back at our ESPN studios. Rick Kaczynski coming up. Get his take on Mark Whipple. Coach Kaz knows about everybody uh, on on a, on a staff or another, uh, get his take there, and uh, we'll pose the the old Pepsi challenge question to him. You taking the Fab Five or Tark the Sharks uh, UNLV Ooh. championship team? Ooh, that's you a tough take? one. Oh boy, I yeah. I love the UNLV squad, I but I think too. the Fab Five was just like you mentioned a minute ago oh. since you guys played them Coach Smith at Nebraska those four glorious NCAA tournament runs you are part of that staff and recruited those kids, and you were over in Maui. Yeah, <laughs> against yeah. Well, I'll tell you C-Wed. what, though.
3: UNLV played some defense when they wanted to as well. That would be an They were so
2: – Larry Johnson was so physical. Is
3: there a PlayStation game we can do that one on or something? We, we could – NCAA Simulators.
2: college basketball circa <laughs> mid-'90s. was kind of our go-to uh, on campus after – well, maybe one of us made it to history class. Maybe one of us didn't. But I always went with the UMass Marcus Camby squad. Yeah, they were good, too.
3: But I, I, that would be the matchup of all matchups, that Michigan, Michigan team and UNLV. And that they would, just missed each other. They did. Yeah. But Tark was something. And Gervich, his assistant, was a great defensive coach. And. Yeah, I don't know. I think UNLV was a little older, you know, but, mm-hmm. but like I said, with the Michigan guys, it didn't really matter. It didn't, age didn't matter with those guys. They were just so talented and, so, and confidence. Just, you could just feel the confidence from them.
2: It was just interesting to watch the dynamic of the, from, from 91 through about 98, the Michigan-Michigan the State yeah. squads. I mean, because you had the Fab Five visiting Sparty, but they ended up at Michigan. Right, and yeah. then you had the Flintstone yeah. crew that won the title. Yeah, uh, late '90s, get to the Elite Eight, Final Fours, find their way uh, with, uh, with with uh, uh, gosh, the point guard. Uh, Help me out here,
3: Michigan State Cleve. Uh, yeah, Mateen Cleaves. Yeah, Mateen Cleaves. Thank yeah, you. you. Know. Yeah, Mateen yeah.
2: Cleaves for eyes. They
3: were. They were. They were. <laughs> they were tough. That they team were good. was Tough course their coach made him tough.
2: Yeah, Izzo's something else. Yeah. A thought on on Matt Abdel uh stepping away. What what effect does that have?
3: Well you know I I think he's more of the recruiting side but I also but I do think he's a, a positive influence just on the bench in the locker room so anytime you 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 know a guy leaves the bench and takes that takes that leave that's that's tough on everybody I think. Maybe it'll inspire them a little bit, too, because I know he's got great relationships with those guys. And, you know, I was listening to I, I was listening to a, a podcast with Coach Hoiberg on it, in fact, okay. and Nick's and, uh, and they're they asking him about Ted Lasso. Did, yeah. did you hear that one? That, I know, didn't I didn't hear it, but I know that that's kind of a style that, what, that coaches are looking co- what at Coach Hoiberg talked about and. and it's really nice if people that have watched it in their second season they address some mental illness issues even with a coach and, and i'm not saying this is with Abdul Masi, i have no idea mm-hmm. why you know but but i tell you what it's a it, it can be a tough world and a tough business mm-hmm. and and uh you know we need to bring to the forefront you know mental and have have those outlets for people and have people give them the opportunity mm-hmm. to and again i'm not saying matt's going through that uh, just stress. It was it was it was, a, it was neat to hear Coach Hoiberg address that because it's mm-hmm. it, it's so prominent
2: in our world and sometimes it gets brushed under the carpet. Jeff Smith, Chris Schmidt, hour two here at the Single Barrel Real Red tip off. Mitch Sherman on the way. Rick Kaczynski in hour two. Welcome to an hour two here at the Single Barrel Real Red Tip-Off. Chris Schmidt, the Hall of Fame coach, Jeff Smith, a longtime assistant at Nebraska and Lincoln Southeast, and, of course, Connor Clark. Busy, newsworthy day as uh, movement for Coach Frost and rounding out his coaching staff for this uh, next season. Uh, Mark Whipple, uh, all signs point towards the, uh, the, the Pitt OC who resigned today. Uh, making his way to Lincoln. Uh, I've got some uh, some friends in, in Hawaii, and you send a text message, and they'll uh, send a, uh, an aloha back. Not an aloha Spicoli, but uh, <laughs> but an aloha back and a thumbs-up emoji about uh, Donovan Rayola. So those are two more puzzle pieces that are soon to be in, it sounds like for nebraska football along with mickey joseph doing his thing and uh that is uh much needed news you've had coach smith the, the fan base man is 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 wanting uh wins they're wanting success they're wanting uh an, an offense that can be uh reliable and i want to go to this part of things and we'll spend some time with mitch sherman from the athletic in about 10 minutes mitch is uh, all over uh, covering things on the, the Nebraska football news and, and probably getting ready to find his way to PBA for Nebraska-Michigan. So we'll get a couple of minutes with Mitch. We'll get some thoughts from Coach Rick Kaczynski A Tuesday with Kaz on Mark Whipple. And uh, we're kind of reminiscing about uh, some of those great teams. You have the Fab Five member uh, leading his team, is Michigan Wolverines, Jawan Howard. It wasn't that long ago, Jawan's in a stocking hat. It's a snow globe game against Ohio State, high five and Harbaugh. Well, Jawan will be at PBA tonight, and uh, you know those Michigan uh, Fab Five teams. Uh, Coach Smith, you you were part of the Nebraska staff with Coach Knee. You faced off against those guys in Maui, uh, and I always look back to you know about 30 years ago, just being in love with college basketball with the Fab Five, uh, and of course with uh, the the UNLV squad and able to, to meet Jerry Tarkadian in the uh, the, the sixth-floor men's room <laughs> when he was uh, back here as a guest with Doc Sadler uh, from Fresno State, was playing uh, Nebraska. It was a, a night game. I think it uh, was uh, uh, Amir's freshman year, so go back in time that far. But uh, we're here at the Single Barrel. Come on down, get a beer, get a steak, get a whiskey, and then get to PBA. Uh, we're here for select uh, men's games and uh, it is uh, going to be a, a good atmosphere tonight. So we've heard a ton of names. We've heard uh, Robert Anne, uh from Virginia. We've heard Graham Harrell. Uh, we have heard, uh, you know, where Nebraska wants to go, what they want to do offensively. And it seems like the name is, is Mark uh, Whipple. And Whipple has done marvelous things this year for Pitt uh, with, Ken- with Kenny Pickett. And, and where he's at as a Heisman finalist, that bodes well for maybe Chubba Purdy as Nebraska's quarterback target in the portal. That bodes well for a Dylan Raiola potentially on the horizon, the nephew of uh, Donovan Raiola, who uh, it feels like is going to be the next offensive line coach at Nebraska, the former Wisconsin great brother of Dominic Raiola. Uh, Nebraska is one of Nebraska's all-time great centers. So things are starting to form. But when push comes to shove, new quarterback, you have some pieces remaining on the offensive line. I believe uh, first order of business for for, for, for Donovan uh, when he's announced and when he gets to Lincoln is to 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 talk to, to Cam Jurgens, make sure he's back here to anchor unless he likes what he gets back from the NFL this week. But you've had... More and more guys, either portal it or or you know exhaust their their own clock timeline eligibility wise and move on, Coach Smith. So you've got pieces here, but it's not going to be as stable as what you had this year offensively, and you got a year to get it done, uh, if you're Scott Frost.
3: Yeah, and I, that, you know that's the first thing you got to do is recruit your own, uh, keep recruiting your own, and make sure that they stay and and and. And, and build around a, a guy like cam would be huge for us um but yeah i i was looking on uh, twitter to see if any you remember the Charmin commercials
2: yeah <laughs> yeah our old buddy uh, rock westfall tweeted that yeah. are we gonna yeah. are we gonna squeeze well, the charman what or kind not? of shirts are we coming out for that <laughs> yeah it's pretty but good but
3: i think the raiola connections it's been big for nebraska um that's a good name for nebraska obviously with some Pro experience. I'm a Bears guy too, and they've been a little frustrating. But you still have that pro experience of, um, and I think the Raiola name means toughness, and and he knows what the what what built this program in the past, and, and how important the offensive line is, and we we have guys with experience. You know, we have guys that have been through the ringer. We've played against some awfully good defensive ends, and and uh, guys that are going to be first round draft choices, and you hope that experience here as we get older in the line hopefully pays off because it just you got to have fifth year juniors and senior fourth year juniors and fifth year seniors in your offensive line. I don't care who you are, you just have to and uh, and I think I think a guy like uh, Riola will will understand that and build that and uh, and hopefully uh, get some more guys in the fold and, and just build that toughness and that and that technique and, and get it get it going.
2: It's a mentality that uh, needs to exist that, that has existed for decades here uh smash mouth physical and you can be physical uh running the football Uh, that's what you got to be in the big 10 you got to be physical if you're going to throw the football in uh, many different ways and i look at what michigan's done Uh, i would love that blueprint let's uh, bring in mitch sherman from the athletic at mitch sherman mitch how's your day bud just a a, a little bit of news thanks for joining us
5: yeah it's kind of a crazy day chris uh but uh, i'm good how are you
2: We're good. Down here at the single barrel, and I want to get your reaction here. Nothing official yet from Nebraska, but two names and your reaction uh, with Mark Whipple. If he is to be the O.C., the uh, guy who took over Pitt and uh, has done well, and and we know what, uh, what Pickett's done at quarterback here, how do you feel about this potential mesh here between Whipple and Frost and what the offense could look like?
5: Well, it's a good question. Um, you know, it's one that we'll probably be learning about more a lot over the next few days, if, in fact, Mark Whipple. Um, we know that he did a great job with Kenny Pickett this year, who's a Heisman finalist at Pitt. Um, we know that he's experienced, that uh, Mark Whipple has, uh, has been around, um, that he's been at uh, – um, you know he's been a head coach. That he's got uh, experience in the Power Five. So I think these are all important things to Scott Cross and and Nebraska um, as they went out in the search. And no matter who they uh, who he ended up on with uh, with a, uh, a hire at this position, those were all those were qualities that he wanted to find um, in an offensive coordinator. So um, if uh, if we're hearing about Mark Whipple um, in the next uh, uh, 12 hours or or even sooner. Um, as the, uh, the 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 new offensive coordinator and play caller in Nebraska, I think you can um, you can know going into it before you start to talk about style of play and uh, all of that um, that that he set out to, uh, to get experience um, and and he definitely did that uh, with with Mark Whipple.
2: Mitch Sherman's with us, Sail Varsity Radio. Uh, we're talking Nebraska and uh, potential additions to their. Uh, coaching staff uh, when we when we look at uh, the style of offense Mitch what what has stuck out to you about Pitt has it been their personnel personnel or their scheme that has been most impressive and I know it we, we've not sat around and studied Pitt football that long or that often but they've had a really good run this year
5: yeah I watched a little bit of Pitt in the ACC championship against Wake Forest on Saturday and you know, Pickett played great. And you know, it's been personnel. I think um, it, it makes a it makes a huge difference when you've got a guy like him, who's a, an older quarterback, who um, just had a great grasp of everything that that Whipple wanted to uh, to do with that offense this year. It was uh, it was impressive to watch uh, him operate in that championship game. You know, it's, I think it's why he got the invite to New York because he did it there on that uh, on that stage. He got onto onto uh, my Heisman ballot. I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be revealing that, but he's there.
2: Um, in, in
5: one of the positions, I may now be banned by the, uh, the Heisman Trust, but um, that's okay. Uh, Kenny Pickett is on, is on my ballot. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, they, they have a great receiver, too, in, in, uh, in Jordan Addison. Um, and so I would say that uh, what you've seen at Pitt this year um, is, is def- definitely because of the personnel. Um, but you need to have a scheme that works. And, and Whipple's, Whipple's scheme has, has, uh, um, has fit there. Uh, very well this season
2: mitch sherman couple of minutes with us here hail City radio mitch with the athletic uh, his coverage uh is uh is tremendous and, and mitch are you entering pba right now are you parking how are we juggling all of this
5: i'm not i'm juggling a, a high school swim meet um that my wow. daughter's in uh along with uh um, uh, phone calls. My phone is, is, is at like 3%, I think, after the way okay. that today has gone. it's You know, today's today's been an interesting day um, in this uh, anthology of the Nebraska coaching search. There, there have been a lot of days here over the past couple of weeks that have uh, been unique and memorable. And this one, you know, it looks like Nebraska was going one direction with its offensive line coach um, until, I would say, the, <laughs> the 11th hour or the 10th hour. Mm-hmm. And then um you know it appears that that uh that Donovan Riola um from the Chicago Bears has has emerged as um the guy who's going to come out on on top of this thing so um you know that's intriguing in its own right um in addition to what we talked about with Whipple and, and that Nebraska um is potentially adding a Riola to the coaching st- uh, staff um there are a number of ways that you can go with that and breaking it down but um you know right off the top of the the top of the conversation of course is that he's the younger brother of Dominic Riola um, you know who is, um, you know, is is a legend um, at Nebraska, and of course has a son who's a pretty good quarterback down in Texas. But that's 2024 um, in the recruiting class, so um, we're far away from uh, you know thinking about any potential connections that um, Donovan could bring with his with his nephew. Um, nonetheless, it's it's um, it's certainly going to be mentioned um, among Nebraska fans and and you know people who pay attention to this hire if if Iowa is the. Um, is the choice here. So in addition to that, um, you know, Nebraska does have t- Tony Tuyote on the staff who, who is um, Hawaiian-born, uh, um, Raiola, um, you know, similar with his um, ethnicity. And you see Nebraska picking up a commitment on, um, on the weekend from Brody Tagaloa mm-hmm. out of De La Salle High School um, near San Francisco. Um, there certainly is a connection there and a pipeline there that Nebraska has built in the past. With the Polynesian and, and Hawaiian community, um, and perhaps uh, this is something if they have um, a coach uh, from that uh, from from that community on both sides of the ball um, that that Scott Frost can tap into uh, additionally down down the road. And it's, Mitch and so much, of course, uh, with, with Donovan Raiola, uh,
2: I mean, he was uh, a name that that Scott uh, has been familiar with not, of a, not only because of. of Dom, but uh, Donovan, uh, really well respected uh, with not only his play at Wisconsin and some of those Rose Bowl teams for the Badgers and Barry, but also uh, with you know some of his GA work and, and his time at the NFL mm-hmm. and, and his age. He's a younger O-line coach. Uh, a name I was really intrigued by was Quinn G- and, and, and his getability uh, with uh, where Notre Dame's at. Whether whether Quinn would have been. Retained uh, by Freeman, I, I think you're crazy not to. If he goes to look at LSU for, with with Coach Kelly, but it, it feels like anyway right now that 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 uh, Raiola is is the direction to go. Uh, after spending a couple three years in the NFL and GA work with with Notre Dame, do you do you, do you like the Raiola move if that's in fact where Nebraska goes? Yeah, I mean
5: I think it's intriguing for all of the reasons that I mentioned there a few minutes ago, and and you know Frost has, has that connection to that. Those Hawaiian, um, mm-hmm. those Hawaiian ties are strong. Um, of course, he has, uh, done great work, um, in, in, with, with Mariota, um, and with Mackenzie Milton. Um, so, you know, I think any way to be able to strengthen that kind of a tie or, or re re, uh, ignite that kind of a, a, a pipeline, um, is a great thing. And, and, you know, that's just a very small piece about what, uh, Donovan and Raiola can bring to, to, uh, you know, your offensive line or, or, or this team. Um, I, I had a chance to talk to Greg Austin this week, um, the uh, uh, the outgoing Nebraska offensive line coach, and, you know, he shared some thoughts about uh, the guys who are coming back in this program or who, who are on target to come back in this program right now. And that piece is, is up on The Athletic. Um, I'd encourage people to check it out and, and, and to get a sense of, of what the next offensive line coach at Nebraska is going to work with through the eyes of, of of the guy who, um, you know, coached those players through, through their entire careers um, for the most part um, at at Nebraska, Um, you know, Greg had some good thoughts and, and, uh, you know, still has some strong feelings of course for, for Nebraska and for the players that he's left behind.
2: That'll be a must uh, read uh, from Mitch Sherman, the athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter, Mitch, uh, quick prediction, Nebraska, Michigan, uh, Jawan Howard and company at PBA. Nebraska at least cover that seven and a half tonight? You know,
5: I watched the Huskers the last couple of times out on TV against NC State and in Indiana, and I like their fight. Um, you know, those were both uh, difficult losses. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Michigan, but I know this is a talented team with, with uh, you know, a good coach um, who uh, have, have experience and, and have had a lot of success, so um yeah yeah okay i'll give nebraska the cover sure why not no, i got nothing riding on it i don't i have no reason to pick against them give, give me the uh give me the points and i'll take the Huskers.
2: mitch thanks for making time uh appreciate your coverage your work and and squeezing us in enjoy the swim meet okay
5: okay all right thanks a lot chris good to talk to you
2: all right there he is mitch sherman with us from the athletic as uh, he's being dad and and he's also uh, following up on the the old white smoke rising from the uh, West Stadium,
3: that'd be. I'm gonna have to pull that article up. That would be an interesting article to get the insight from Greg Austin, and just uh, that'd be a good article. He's he's a good writer and a good man.
2: Mitch is incredible. We love catching up with him. Uh, keep it tuned to uh, HailVarsity.com magazine and, and the Twitter feed with not only rec- recruiting updates from Greg Smith, but also. Um, the latest uh, with uh, Nebraska where they move with Mark Whipple. And, uh, of course, uh, Donovan Raiola uh, potentially added to staff. Uh, we'll hear from Coach Kaz. Uh, he knows uh, guys that, that have worked with Mark Whipple. Kaz is next. We'll get his take on the Fan Five versus UNLV from the uh, the early 90s. Jeff Smith with us here. On the road at Single Barrel, Hale Varsity continues, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
0: Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce: 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at halevarsity.com. Just go to halevarsity.com/slash-subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's halevarsity.com/slash-subscribe. Promo code GBR.
1: And we're back. Fellas, did we could listen to the radio. On Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
2: Yes, that's awesome. Back into a Hail Varsity Radio roadshow here ahead of Nebraska Michigan basketball, Real Red Tip Off. It's a Tuesday with Kaz, longtime coach at Nebraska and Iowa. We're into. Uh, the college football uh, bowl season around the corner. Kaz, what do you know? How's uh, the week been? What's shaking? Hey, not
6: much, man. How you doing? Just, uh, you know, typical week here. So, uh, but uh man? Things are good, man. How about yourself?
2: Doing all right. We're kind of running uh, down a, a lot of names here for the different openings for Nebraska football. And uh name I want to get your take on that's Floating around, Mark uh, Whipple, uh, experienced coach, longtime coach, was with Narduzzi at Pitt. Has stepped away. Uh, some reports say you know health concerns, family concerns. There's a lot of smoke though around him being the next OC at Nebraska. What what stuck out to you from maybe what you saw with Pitt, their offense? Another quarterback was incredible but uh i mean they're, uh, they're new year's day 16 with 11 wins uh how would that fit look in lincoln if uh, it's Whipple with the headset
6: well i know i know some guys that uh i know some guys that worked for him um so you know i think you know first and foremost he's a you know from from all accounts he's a pretty good guy um you know good recruiter uh been a head coach you know i think a guy that's uh, been in that seat um, I think it's good for Nebraska if, if that's the case. If he joins us, what you've been lacking a little bit, you know, you need some elder statesmen. Uh, you need some guys that have been in those situations. Um, you know, you got a guy that, um, you yeah, know, it's been around, been around football. There's not, there's not going to be a whole lot that's that's uh, going to get thrown at him that, that he hasn't seen. And uh, you know, it's, heck, man, you know, it's a, it's a failure business. You you learn from failure. And when you're in it long enough, you fail a lot, and you got a lot of experience to fall back on to maybe some young guys that haven't, uh, haven't been in that chair, haven't been in that seat, and haven't had that experience. So, um, you know, if that's the case, um, you know, I, I think it would be a, a good fit and great hire. Uh, and, and on top of that, you know, what I like, everywhere he's been, they've, they've, they've gotten better. Um, you know, He's a hot name there for a long time. I believe he was down in Miami, obviously at Pitt, done a, done a great job. So, uh, yeah, if that's, uh, if that's the case, I think uh, Nebraska would benefit from, uh, from a guy like Whipple.
2: Kaz, how do you read uh, the, the differing reports? On one hand, mutual parting of ways. Another report is health concerns. But he was recruiting last night, uh, Chubba Purdy, the, the transfer quarterback at Florida State. If you're doing math on this, do you think Nebraska is the destination?
6: Well, you, you just don't know. I mean, here, here's the deal. Nowadays, with uh, with the early signing date, with the money that's in college football, with the coaches that'll just pick up and leave, the the lack of loyalty on, on all ends. And you know, and I don't, I don't blame you know. There's let's be honest. There's no there's no loyalty, and um, but you know that's why these guys make the money they do. So. Uh, um you know they can get fired easier, and then you can get, you know, you can you can still have a life after you get fired. So um, um, <laughs> I don't I don't get into the reports, quite frankly, because a lot of that stuff's BS. I mean, nobody really. There's there's a couple people that know the truth, and unfortunately, you ain't one of them, and I ain't one of them. So. Um, <laughs> You know, anytime a guy leaves, I mean, I remember when I left, uh, you know, when I left Iowa, you know, I was fired. I remember that. You know, I just only had three job offers, and, you know, Kirk and I were basically in tears when I walked out the door. But, you know, according to the Hawkeye, the great Hawkeye report, I was fired, and then a year later I was fired at Nebraska. You know, so I don't get into that stuff, to be honest with you. Um, There's only a couple people that know that, and like I said, we're – it's not us, but, um, you know, Hey, where there's smoke, there's probably a little bit of fire. There's, there's rumors out there about it. So there's probably, there's probably some truth to it, but I don't, I don't, I don't get into the health reasons. I don't get into the mutual parting. Heck they had a great year. Um, you know, he's a, he's a wanted coach. He's had great jobs for, for a reason. Uh, you know, you just don't forget how to coach and, you don't lead a, you know, Pickett, he should be a Heisman candidate if he's not. You know, you're, you, don't, you don't lead an offense and a quarterback like that and, and get fired, quite frankly, or part on mutual ways. Um, so, um, but, you know, Schmitty, in this day and age, what's, what's shocking anymore? You know, it's, it's really, I think it's hard to shock people in college football these days anymore. So we'll, we'll just see how it plays out.
2: Cav's going to end on a basketball question. And if you had to pick between the two squads, best out of three, who are you rolling with? Michigan in the Fab Five or the UNLV squad with Augman and Larry Johnson?
6: Oh, Fab Five. You kidding me? Come on, I insulted man. you. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, UNLV. God. I love Shark the Shark, but holy cow, brother. I don't – I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I – that's when basketball was basketball. I mean, you knew guys on every roster, um, you know, kind of like you look at the NBA and stuff during that era, mm-hmm. you know, even the teams you didn't like, you, you know, you knew who played for, them. but that, that was a, that was a great time. And that was a great time in basketball. I mean, you, you go from, you know, probably 1980 to the mid nineties, you know, what a, what an era of hoops, but like, come on, man, I'm big 10. I'm Midwest. I'm Northeast. Got to go with, uh, got to go with the Fab Five, man. You know that was that was that was a that was a hell of a basketball team. I mean, just just amazing. But uh, yeah, that's that's my take, man. You know, a little little East Coast West Coast there. I'm going
2: I'm going East Coast guys there, Schmidt Rock. So uh, uh, I loved that's where I'm at, man. Loved the Fab Five. Loved Weber. Jawan was money. Jalen Rose was good. Jimmy King. I mean, they they were a party, and it just sucks that they didn't beat Duke. I mean, that that was that was painful. Kaz,
6: no, it was painful. It was painful. But I mean, you know, same thing. You you, you know, Duke was the villain. You love to hate Duke. I mean, you yeah. you love to hate him. Like I, I don't I don't care enough right now to hate anybody. And you know, uh, I mean, I grew up. I hated the Lakers. I hated Michael Cooper. I hated. I like my man, Kurt Rambo. I like Rambis. That was my dude. But, you know, you, you just, there was guys you hated, um, and that was great. It, it was great to have a villain like Duke uh, to absolutely hate. But, uh, yeah, we played. there was 19, uh, 1991. Uh, there was a four-team tournament in my hometown. It was Bishop Laughlin out of Brooklyn. Andre Riddick, who played at Kentucky, was there. <laughs> Detroit Country Day. Uh, Erie Cathedral Prep, where I went, and then uh, I think Admiral King, out of Lo- out of Lorain, Ohio, and uh, uh, Detroit Country Day with Chris Weber got upset, and we ended up playing Bishop Laughlin and uh, and beat him on a uh, last-second three with Jimmy Hamilton, who played at the Naval Academy. But yeah, it was on. Un- unbelievable, unbelievable tournament, but I got a, I got a, I got a chance to foul a, a division one basketball player. So that, that felt good. Big, I think he was about six ten, Andre Riddick. But uh, I was, I was hoping yeah, for the story
2: of posterizing Weber. That's what I was waiting on.
6: I have put him three rows up. I'd have taken him out. I would have, I would have, I would have been the enforcer. I would have come off the bench. Yeah, man. But, uh,
2: Tark got to see you guys play. play. Tark was uh, (laughs) in the press box. Remember when you guys played Fresno? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Tark was sitting next to me in the press box. Who scheduled that? I don't know.
6: I was 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 wondering, who scheduled that? Was it like 9 o'clock in September? (laughs) This was,
2: this might have been, this might have been when you hosted them. Oh think okay. T- yeah, I wasn't here. I,
6: I, I was still at Iowa with it. Yeah. But we, okay, we played at Fresno out there. Yeah, we played out there and uh Yeah, that was yeah, that was uh that was a hot that was a hot game. It was about nine thirty at night. I I think it was hundred and twenty degrees out there. Yeah, that was bad bad scheduling. But uh that was an interesting place. Fresno's an interesting place, man. Central
2: California. Yeah. That's what I hear. Rick Kaczynski, basketball glory days, man, and he's going Fab five over UNLV. We'll uh we'll see what happens tonight between Nebraska and uh of course uh Jawan Howard and uh Michigan in town. Guys, this was fun. Brother, thanks for all the insight on the coaching at Nebraska and uh quick thirty seconds, bud, Marcus Freeman. You pretty pleased.
6: Yeah, man, you know,
2: it's uh, they love you until you
6: lose one, brother. So, I mean, you know, I, 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 just, I don't know. You, you know, you just never know, right? You just you just don't know. You just don't know. But it um, seems like a good guy. Um, he didn't, you know, I got a couple friends on the staff there. He didn't, he kept them. So, you know, he's a friend of theirs. He's a friend of mine. Um, but, you know, Schmitty, I love Notre Dame. It's my alma mater, but if they don't win football games, I ain't losing any sleep. I can promise you that they hadn't, they hadn't cut me a check yet. So if they, so, uh, you know, I hope they win, but if they don't, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good, man. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think for what was out there, I think the timing, um, in the candidates available, I think, uh, I think that was, uh, I think that was the best choice. Now, uh, Give me a call next two, the Tuesday after they play Ohio State next year. I'll let you know. I'll let you know my thoughts. But, you know, right now it's the, it's the honeymoon. But uh, just like every other Blue Blood fan base, as soon as you don't win by enough or you lose a couple, they'll, uh, you know, they'll cut, they'll cut your throat.
2: Rick Kaczynski with us Tuesdays with Kaz. Hail Varsity Radio. Single barrel. Real red tip off Nebraska-Michigan shortly. Kaz, we'll do this next Tuesday, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes. Always appreciate you. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. Coach Kaz, a Tuesday with Kaz here at the Single Barrel. uh, Nebraska-Michigan tips off ESPN2 here about 25 minutes. So maybe you're going. Totally get it. Maybe you want to watch somewhere and get a big old steak, glass of wine, over 250 whiskeys to choose from. Maybe it's bush line time for you. Uh, that's all possible here. Jeff Smith is off to hoops. Uh, appreciate the Hall of Fame coach for sitting in, talking a little bit of Fab Five. Uh, so uh, Nebraska and Fab Five uh, matching up in the Maui Classic. Coach uh, Jeff Smith on, on Danny Neestaff for that, which was really cool. We'll dive in uh, some basketball predictions. Things are moving down the, the road uh, with Nebraska, with Mark Whipple. Donovan Raiola uh, set to be in that announcement uh, at some point uh, by the university. Uh, will wind down a Tuesday from the single barrel of tail varsity. Were presented by the Nebraska Lottery. <laughs> the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR.
1: And now, and now back to Hale
2: Varsity Radio. Back with you here at the Single Barrel Road Show Tuesday. Real red tip-off here on ESPN. Lincoln and uh, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, we're streaming live here on KFOR. 96 Kicks at ESPN's Facebook page uh, through the miracle of StreamYard. Also on Twitter at ESPN, Lincoln, Chris Schmidt, and Connor Clark. Big thanks to Hall of Fame coach Jeff Smith, a longtime assistant for Danny Ney of Nebraska. We didn't get as much into basketball as we could have, would have, should have because of where Nebraska's at uh, with uh, filling out their coaching vacancies. Mark Whipple, offensive coordinator at Pitt, has resigned. Uh, that uh, came down today. Uh, will he be announced as the OC in Lincoln? A uh, 64 year old veteran goes back and, and uh, coached with Ron Brown at Brown University, won a national title at UMass, uh, won a Super Bowl as the quarterback's coach with uh, a young pup named Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, of course uh, led Pittsburgh to the number three offense in the country with a Heisman finalist at quarterback. You saw an offense get better and continue to improve as they shifted from run heavy to uh, to more split uh, down the middle, 50-50 run pass. So Whipple sounds like the addition for Nebraska and uh, uh, Donovan Riola sounds like the offensive lineman and O-line coach for Nebraska. So here's how the staff rounding out. Uh, Mickey Joseph, of course, Uh, as your uh, receiving uh, wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. Uh, Presumably uh, Donovan Raiola as your O-line and run game coordinator. And uh, then your offensive coordinator uh, is uh, Mark Whipple. Uh, Nebraska will also have a special teams coordinator. The Journal Star reporting that. Uh, That the word from Scott Frost. Uh, uh, Maybe it's a a Bill Bush get. And that Connor is a, a monster opportunity when you look at some of the recruiting that uh that Whipple has done and can do uh some of the uh the areas in the NFL pedigree that uh Donovan Raiola has on top of his time as a GA at Notre Dame uh that that tough mentality that kind of 90s mentality uh that his brother had uh, uh, at Nebraska but also <laughs> Uh, that uh, that mentality that that he had with him as uh, Big Ten champs and Rose Bowl champs uh, in uh, Wisconsin uh, with some of those uh, mid 90s squads. So uh, that's uh, that's uh, something to look at for sure. I should say uh, not mid 90s, but some of those Rose Bowl teams in, in the 2000s that Barry Alvarez. Um, uh, was uh, was part of. Numbers to get in, 466-3776, 800-825-5865. So Nebraska-Michigan tonight, we'll see if Nebraska can get in the win column uh, in Big Ten play. We'll see if they are better from distance. I was talking with Coach Smith. I think your number tonight for Big Red Basketball is 12, as in 12 threes you need to make tonight. Michigan's gonna no doubt guard the three-point line, but they've got some monsters that are pretty good rim protectors and Nebraska's had problems finishing strong at the rim. Let's see if that can uh, change a little bit uh, as uh, Bryce McGowans is so good at at getting that first step and getting to the rack. Uh, Can he finish with some authority uh, as he gets around the rim? Uh, Mitch Sherman with us in the 5 o'clock hour. Good to hear from him, his sit-down with Greg Austin. Really good story as uh, the, uh, the former Nebraska offensive line coach uh, is, is just sick about not being a part of this. Uh, it hurt him to watch 3-9 and nine be a reality, but he's very confident in the kids he's recruited and very confident uh, in the offensive line growing into a strong group. And as many pressures and hits and hurries, and as inconsistent as, as the run game was, part of that, Connor, and what's your take on this? When we look at Nebraska's run game inconsistency, and we never got to see like the line that that I think would have won more ball games, and that line was Teddy Prohaska at left tackle longer than one and a half games. That was uh, Turner Corcoran. Uh, a majority of his time at right tackle. That is a uh, uh, Matt Sichterman at, at right guard with a guy like Turner Corcoran next to him. Cam Jurgens did well. Third team all Big Ten pick, of course. And then Noeli, when he got inserted into the starting lineup against North- Northwestern, did pretty well. Uh, Noeli's back. We don't know about Cam Jurgens and, you know, Ben Hart and, uh, of course, uh, Turner are back. And then you're waiting on Teddy to get uh, rehabbed up and, back at it post spring but when it comes to the, the the run game it was adrian left it was adrian right you had ramir johnson that did well and then kind of got worn down got dinged up uh, you saw kind of a conglomeration of backs to finish things up uh, you saw more yant against iowa which was nice you saw more of a, uh, a running quarterback commitment uh, with what you had in logan smothers but if you look at the run game ills the old line's responsible for it But kind of they they don't have that that stud go to do everything back. I mean, they they were always kind of searching for the the right rotation. And I think things settled down with Ron Brown uh, doing his thing as kind of the interim running backs coach. You saw a little bit better rhythm running the football. Nebraska uh, wasn't great running the ball against Wisconsin, but they didn't abandon it either. They did it just enough to – to, uh, to, to keep Wisconsin honest, and then Nebraska ran well enough uh, to win. I mean, you were up 15 points on that offense on Black Friday, but you couldn't close.
4: Yeah, if there was a little bit more consistency health-wise with the running back room, I think we wouldn't be having such a harsh discussion about the offensive line. But it, <laughs> as, as you mentioned there, Nebraska was having a real hard time trying to find that back, and it looked like Ramirez Johnson was going to be that back for a little bit and then he got banged up obviously but i am very glad that this team did not abandon the run they still went to it against uh wisconsin they still went to it against iowa um and i think i think some good changes can happen because if that offensive line stays healthy and obviously if that running running back room stays healthy as well you can play a big 10 brand of football and nebraska has the talent to do so it's not like they're outmatched horrendously at every single position in, against every single team of the Big Ten. That's clearly not the case considering the results this year. But I think health is a big reason for this, um, and I think Ryola, with his NFL experience as well, can come back and, and help this, this offensive line and uh, ho- hopefully we will we'll be witnessing more success on the ground because, in reality, that's what you got to do to win football games in this league.
2: The reality is this, too. As we talk offensive line and what uh, Donovan Riolo will be uh, presumably walking into, you've got the right people in the room. You've got guys like Ethan Piper that can play football. You've got guys like Trent Hickson and Henry Lutovsky that are uh, high level. They are talented kids. Uh, You have... Teddy Prohaska that's really, really good, really, really early as he comes back from injury. And then you've got uh, a consistency issue with Bryce Benhart. He's got the tools to be really good along with Turner Corcoran. So that's the, you know, it's not the issue of do you have the right dudes. You do. You just got to get them better uh, and and more consistent. We'll wind down, have some predictions here. In Nebraska, Michigan set the tip at PBA. It's a Roadshow Tuesday, a real red tip off Hale Varsity, live here at the Single Barrel Inside the Graduate.
0: Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR.
1: Yeah. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity
2: Radio. One final time here at the Single Barrel Road Show Tuesday. Real Red Tip Off. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark, and Follow us. On Twitter, at Schmidt underscore radio, at C underscore Clark underscore 27. And uh, big thanks to Hall of Fame coach for a long time, the Nebraska basketball assistant in the knee era, Jeff Smith, and a uh, great coach of Lincoln Southeast for sitting in for a lot of this show. We spent more time on football than hoops because of the potential coaching announcements here with Coach uh, Whipple uh, as offensive coordinator and uh, Donovan Rayola as offensive line coach. Uh, that uh, may be happening here uh, in the next 24 hours or so. Uh, a couple of good sources have reached out to us, and that's uh, their lean. So good stuff. Be sure to check out the podcast, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Give us a rating, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, we uh, take all uh, all takes on that. Rick Kaczynski, great insight on Whipple and uh, Fab Five versus uh, the running Rebs, uh, that, that era as it is a little Fab, fab Five nostalgia with, with Jawan Howard in the building tonight. Mitch Sherman, great reporting and thoughts and reaction to the potential hires from Nebraska. And uh, tomorrow on the show, Andy Markowski, the pride of Ord, Brad Edwards, college football insider, and uh, Mike Babcock will be with us on a Wednesday. You can find and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Um, you can uh, find uh, Connor again on Twitter at C uh, underscore Clark underscore 27. And a reminder to you to buckle up before we get a prediction in uh, with Nebraska-Michigan. Coaches make substitutions during the game to, give it, to get the best player on the field, getting behind the wheel after drinking also Demands a substitution. Sober drivers are the only choice. A DUI costs more than you think. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Uh, all right, Connor, what is the take tonight? Does Nebraska get in the win column? Or too much Hunter, too much rim protection? Uh, does uh, Nebraska fall to Ofer and continue a losing streak, uh, which would make it 3?
4: I think Nebraska could actually very well win tonight because to me Michigan has not been impressive at all to me because the two out of the three games I've watched them they've gotten their rear ends kicked and they really haven't looked good against you can say
2: ass kicking
4: I mean it it's just been it it hasn't been up to code for Michigan basketball especially the preseason number four ranking they lost to Seton Hall which who is a good team Seton Hall's good squad but they, they got pushed by Tarleton. They didn't look that great at San Diego State. They came on late. They got killed by Arizona and North Carolina. So this is a Michigan team that just hasn't looked like Michigan yet, and they have underwhelmed me so far this year. So I really think that Nebraska is closer to winning this game than many people think. As Mitch said earlier, if I were a betting man, even though I'm not, I will take the <laughs> points with Nebraska.
2: All right. So, Connor says uh, give him the big red and the home touchdown seven. I'm going to say Michigan wins, but Nebraska covers. Uh, give me a 65-60 to 60 Michigan win. And, of course, we'll burn the tape if I'm absolutely way off. Uh, podcast, of course, uh, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, subscribe to it. Check out the family podcasts uh, with all of uh, the great folks from Hale Varsity. Uh, Greg Smith, Derek Peterson. Uh, Aaron Sorensen, Jacob Padilla, and, of course, Brandon Vogel. Back in studio tomorrow. Thanks for spending time with us here at Single Barrel Roadshow Tuesday with Hale Varsity and Real R- Off.
1: A at Media Production.